0: the way out podcast episode 155 as I think both you and I will reveal they are indeed quite achievable and quite real they read as follows if we are painstaking about this phase of our development we will be amazed before we are halfway through we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone we will see how our experience can benefit others that feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows self-seeking will slip away Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize, if we work for them.
1: Men in that they go,
0: if we what?
1: You go, get a sponge and work some steps.
0: <laughs> I always tell myself, almost like Rain Man, after that I say, work, work, work. Those sound like fairy tales. No way that these things can actually materialize. Not all these things that haunted me all my life, that I tried and tried and tried to shed all my life, and it's like, you know, um, uh, trying to shake a shadow, right? Never was able to do it. Never was able to shake that shadow uh, of, you know, fear and uh, resentment and self-centeredness and, you know, constant worry of economic insecurity and fear of people and all of these things that plagued me like a um, uh, like a like an evil shadow that I couldn't shake. When somebody's sitting there
1: and they're making that assumption, you know, jumping to that conclusion, which is contempt before investigation, you know, I mean it's like they say in the big book, just why don't you just stop thinking that you know something and just run the experiment because it says the very first line if we are painstaking about this process you will be amazed before you're halfway through that's right that was my experience you know what i mean and i had to just really ask somebody to show me how you know to do the steps like ask somebody to be my sponsor and let them tell me what to do and follow their direction I literally had to just put aside anything that I thought or felt really and just be willing right and eventually you you start to come around you start to understand um what what this process is teaching you you know change it changes it does change
0: <laughs> it's, by this point if is. you're up to step nine you probably have started to s- to feel and see and recognize some benefits of the spiritual work we've been doing. Welcome, Way Out faithful and first timers to this week's installment of the Way Out podcast. We appreciate your ears. Our mission is simple, to bring you powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics so you can jumpstart or re-energize your recovery from alcoholism and addiction. The Way Out Podcast does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12-step organization. The Way Out Podcast partners with All Recovery Rings and AllRecoveryRings.com, where you'll find stunning recovery rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's AllRecoveryRings.com. The Way Out Podcast is a proud supporter of Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous, online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret facebook group for discussion go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about transitions daily don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends in meetings and with sponsees in recovery Make sure to check us out on the web at www.wayoutcast.com. There you can subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes first on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Help us recover out loud by giving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Your voice matters, so share your thoughts on recovery with us by calling us at 218-382-1960 or leaving a message with us on the Anchor app, available for Android and Apple. Every week, we'll be asking for your thoughts on next week's topic. Someone, somewhere, needs to hear your share. Finally, a word of caution this podcast may contain strong language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. The way out podcast is on right now. Along with Jason, I'm Charlie, and this week we're continuing our series on the 12 steps with a singular focus on step nine. There's plenty of reason why step nine occurs in the 12 steps in the order it does. We're attempting to straighten out our relationships with others Many of whom we've hurt, some in the most damaging of ways. Fear is a likely companion when facing these often daunting amends, but if we follow the simple instructions, we will indeed be amazed before we are halfway through this process. We share with you what step nine is, our purpose in working it, how we work it, and reveal that on the other side, a freedom unlike we've ever experienced awaits us. Plus, we share feedback from the sober and serious community and take your calls. So listen up. Jason. Hey, man. Welcome to episode 155 of the Way Out podcast. We're talking step nine.
1: That's awesome. I swear it seems like we just did 150. Dude, we did. (laughs) I know. It's like This is so badass, we just keep on trudging along.
0: Keep on trucking, man. Keep on Hmm. trucking is what we're doing. So step nine reads as follows. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Hmm. And uh, this is a continuation of uh, really a lot of what we – engaged and talked about uh, in episode 154. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I highly recommend you uh, uh, run, don't walk to your nearest device and uh, go ahead and listen to 154. But today we're talking step nine and this is definitely the epitome of an action step. No? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and living it, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. Embodying the principles that we have been learning about and trying to put into action up until this point, this is a very overt application of a spiritual principle, yeah?
1: Yeah, man. I, I love the fact that this isn't a step that like you have to run out and like do the whole entire thing. Like this is a, it's really like a, it's a commitment to yourself and and to others to, to do what you can when you can, you know, and, and it's just an ongoing process. A
0: couple of definitions that we'd like to address here in the reading of step nine direct Because it makes a point to say, not just made amends, but made direct amends. Direct means without intervening factors or intermediaries. Synonyms, face-to-face, personal, unmediated, head-on, immediate, firsthand. So the preference here, clearly, is to make these amends face-to-face, in person and head on, not in a roundabout sort of uh, impersonal uh, way, right? Yeah,
1: totally, totally. I think, I think that's awesome. You know, it's instead, it's you know, it's the opposite. At least for me, I was a runner, right? So like, it's the opposite of what my my usual uh, remedy was, which was. I'm gonna get as far away from this person, place, as thing as possible because I'm not gonna
0: deal with this drama, you know. percent And that means that uh absolutely is an opposite. And a lot of things we're doing in this program, especially for the first time, are the are 180 degrees different than what we have been accustomed to doing. And that's right. The, you know, either, you know, uh, I you know, I ran or I avoided, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of uh direct face-to-face communication especially about <laughs> things that I needed to own up to or things I needed to address that uh um that were wrong. Yeah. So the other definition I want to get on the table is uh, injure because w- w- in s- it, when we s- did our episode on step eight, we did talk a lot about what an amend is and what that means. It's certainly not an apology. those are two different things. An amend is to to um, uh, make something better uh, to you know, just like mending a fence or mending fabric you're um, uh, you're making that whole again. Uh, for all intents and purposes. It may never be the same, but it's whole again, right? Um, And that's what amends means. But we need to identify what injure means, you know, and uh, that could be physical or that could be emotional. Um, But if we caused somebody harm, if we injured them, uh, that's the kind of amend that we're trying to, make as to those that we injured. And those are all folks that ended up on our step eight list that we did previously. What we want to address here today is get a really good working definition of what step nine is, uh, what the purpose of this step is, how we work this step, and then what we can expect coming out of this step. Right? So what it is, okay. What the purpose is, how we work it, and what can we expect after completion of this so very important work, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's some of the most like effective. Yeah, you know, yeah, in, yeah. yeah. And this we is really we have a clue what it's going to do. You know, like like we, we just know
1: because we did the previous work that now. Our fear has turned into, you know, a compulsion or, or a feeling of needing to face these things. Like we've started to do some action. We've started to learn that we're reaping some benefits from doing the things that we've done already, and we're starting to recognize reality and the fact that we need to do this stuff so that we can be free, and so that they, you know maybe maybe so they can be free. But really, it's just so we can be free, you know. And it's, it's awesome because, you know, I was afraid as fuck to do a lot of the amends. Like, I, they most of them were things that I wouldn't have ever, ever thought that I would even bring back up or, you know, like, why dredge up old stuff? Or, you know, just I would have avoided it at all costs. And um, thank God that I worked some steps that taught me that I, these things don't go away and they'll never go away until I do face, you know what I
0: mean? 100%. You're talking about I think uh, in large part uh Jason ab- about what happens when uh uh we uh are working this step some things start to materialize. And those are often referred to as the ninth step promises. Okay. And so I'm going to go ahead and read those promises off. If, if you're somebody that's attended a 12-step meeting or two, you may be familiar with these promises. Uh, these may be brand new to you first time you're hearing them. The first time I heard these promises prior to actually beginning to work the steps in earnest and in previous attempts at recovery, I thought they were bullshit. I thought that it was make-believe and that there's no way that all of these things could materialize simply by uh, working the 12 steps of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or uh, whatever 12-step variety you may be familiar with. Essentially, I thought they were a pack of lives. Yeah.
1: It was it, especially like some of them, you know, like being able to intuitively, oh, well, I'll right. let you read them. Yeah, you were going to read them. Yep.
0: I uh, was well, no yep. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. I <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I thought there's absolutely no way in – Uh, on God's green earth that this is going to happen. But I want to read them nonetheless because, as I think both you and I will reveal, they are indeed quite achievable and quite real. They read as follows. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them.
1: Men in that meetings, they go. If we what? And you go get a sponsor, work some steps.
0: <laughs> I always tell myself almost like Rain Man. After that, I say work, work, work.
1: Uh, I think there's, I think there are different areas. Obviously, different meetings and things.
0: Totally. Really, but but I they heard were...
1: some other shit too that yeah. at a couple meetings like, no, I can't remember it off the top of my head though. <clears throat> but
0: yeah, dude, those
1: those sound
0: like fairy tale. You know what I mean? Uh, they did, you know. Much like when somebody would get up when I was in early recovery and say that the obsession's been lifted, and I would laugh at my laugh internally and shake my head and think that individual just told all of us in this room, a big fat lie. Right. You know, uh, I thought these promises were make believe, you know, that, uh, you know, there's no way that these things can actually materialize. Not all these things that haunted me all my life that I tried and tried and tried to shed all my life, and it's like, you know, um, uh, trying to shake a shadow, right? Never was able to do it. Never was able to shake that shadow uh, of, you know, fear and uh, resentment and self-centeredness and, you know, constant worry of economic insecurity and fear of people and all of these things that plagued me like a, um uh like a like an evil shadow that i couldn't shake uh, certainly didn't uh, th- i didn't think that you know uh working some steps um, would uh uh would eliminate these but the reality is that they have
1: yeah and the, and then too when when somebody's sitting there and they're making that assumption you know jumping to that conclusion which is Contempt before investigation, you know. I mean, it's like they say in the big book just why don't you just stop thinking that you know something and just run the experiment? Because it says the very first line if we are painstaking about this process, you will be amazed before you're halfway through. That's right. That was my experience, you know what I mean? And I had to just really ask somebody to show me how, you know do the steps like ask somebody to be my sponsor and like let them tell me what to do and follow their directions i d- literally had to just put aside anything that i thought or felt really and just be willing right and eventually you you start to come around you start to understand um what what this process is teaching you you know it changes it does
0: change By this point, if you're up to step nine, you probably have started to to feel and see and recognize some benefits of the spiritual work we've been doing. Yeah. And so for me, even though step nine was still pretty big and scary, and there were amends that I really didn't want to make for what I thought were some pretty good reasons. Oh yeah. Um, I had accumulated enough evidence to that point that the previous steps had yielded dividends for me that I couldn't have anticipated. It started to have a relationship with a God of my understanding that was meaningful and yielding a difference in how I, conducted myself on a day in and day out basis. And I started to have a fundamentally different experience, both spiritually and within the people in my life. And my job got better, but it's the same job. And, you know, uh, my relationships got better, but they were the same people, right? Isn't that crazy too? Right? you know what i mean for real
1: like the job i'm at now you know i i kind of dig it but it's like i would have hated this job before some of the characters there's you know some big personalities some guys that are kind of dicks in there and i just yeah i just show up and i'm like grateful to have a job and and i'm grateful to be able to uh be of use there, and I, that's weird. Like, I'm my freaking whole attitude and outlook on life,
0: bingo. And that's that's really it, man. I mean, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change, right? Yeah. Uh, and that to me was <laughs> a um, well, it was pretty profound. So, that's a a, a um a long way of saying that even though step nine was scary to me, I was willing to do whatever it took in order to uh, work this step in its entirety. Now, many amends are those that we would term living amends that, you know, a hundred percent complete. Right. But, uh, uh, there are ones that we do formally make, and we got to make as many of those as possible. So, Jason, why don't you take a moment to share your experience with Step Nine? Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I started small, and I think
1: it's instructive to to remember that you know, because I wanted to. <laughs> take on the hardest ones first and you know my sponsor said why don't you do some that are more easily attainable you know and, and start there so you can see you know <coughs> how it works and and if it if it starts to feel different you know things start to feel different you know because I think it's important that we have some kind of Understanding within ourselves that, like, this is actually gonna not only benefit me, you know, but it's gonna like feel good too, you know? It's gonna right. be like nice, you know? Like, but there was some, honestly, dude, there was a couple of my amends that I, uh, cause like I had said in the last episode that we, we met numerous times, being my sponsor, and helped me go come up with like a game plan for how I'm going to do a lot of these so some of them when I got to do them I was thinking for sure it was going to like go way different for whatever reason but it's funny because and here's the biggest thing dude I think that we a we convince ourselves of all sorts of shit so we think we know Stuff and we have no fucking idea, like how things are going to go, what people really think of us, yada yada yada. How
0: oh, they're going to respond, right? right? We're so used to manifesting that de- destiny. Well, if I do this, they're going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and they're going to do this, and I'm going to do yeah. this, and it's either going to turn out really bad or really great. But I'm already going to, you know, decide how this all goes, you know, blow by blow, and how it's going to fucking end, like we know. And then what's you
1: know? the what's the ultimate decision, right? We avoid it, so that now we what you think you're sitting there and you feel like you're really smart because you just avoided all that. Right. <laughs> you did not have the balls to show up. Man. Totally. Yeah, so I look at that. So keep that in mind because it's like, I think there's something very, very powerful about just the fact that if you're being out loud about what you're experiencing, and that, and that you're on the recovery journey, um, you a you never know who's watching, and so a lot of times people already kind of know that you've been doing better, that you're getting better, that you you know you're doing more positive things, and that life's been changing for you. But then there's this other factor, and it's that you're showing up in an authentic way, and you're clean, right? I think that a lot of times, maybe though, you know, you told yourself that this is how that conversation's gonna go if I bring that up again. Um, Maybe it would've went that way if you were using or if you were drunk or if you were high, but like showing up sober, and especially after you've been putting a concentrated effort towards bettering yourself, learning new stuff, you know, taking things to heart and and trying to, like, live a principled lifestyle, just those two things, being sober and that stuff, the self-work together equal a completely different equation when you show up for this stuff. So I've had these amends (laughs) where I've been, like, fearful nervous, really nervous going into them, and then they ended up being beautiful, dude, like, not that at all it was actually like pleasant and really cool you know and it was like i've learned that i was wrong and instead of being defensive about it i was like really grateful man i was grateful for it and i you know if anything maybe i had a little hint of like feeling like shit about the fact that i convinced myself for so long or you know like what how many good times could have missed around or whatever the case may be but I try not to project in those ways. Um, I think about when I see my son last year, which it's almost been a year now since I reunited with my oldest son. Tristan. I hadn't seen him since he was three years old, and he's um, he's 20 now. So he was 19 at this time. Um, you know, I got to meet him, and I was so fucking nervous. This was like the biggest one. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that event started with the game plan, which took a couple meetings just for them. And it, we kind of touched on it in every meeting, kind of kept revisiting it because, you know, because of the sensitive nature of that and the, the fact that I wasn't there and I left the kids when they were three and one. So I have a, my daughter is 18, Audrey is 18, and I. We decided I should write a letter. And then I just wrote them, and it took five drafts. Five fucking drafts before I got it. And the first few times I did one for each. Then I ended up just doing one for both. And then I had put them in all the pages, it was like six pages or something. I put them in a big old frame with a picture of them as I remembered them when they were babies. Yeah. And. I had that hanging on my wall, dude, for like the first two years, almost. Well, you know, if you count the time when I was still having my sneaky beers, it was like three years, almost, of, of this program. I had this on the wall. It was a good reminder. And it was funny, because when I ended up getting a, this whole thing set up to meet my son, I was like, I'm not going to take that. I like it never even like I didn't connect the dots between meeting and him and that thing hanging on my wall. But when we're I get to pick him up at his grandparents' house, his grandparents, whom I thought hated me, mind you, for all these years, I thought that I really blamed them. Honestly, maybe so I didn't have to blame their mom because I like loved her in some way aspect inside of myself. But I blamed their them that they didn't want me and the kids' life. And it, so, like, they pushed me out. And, and so I picked him up at their house, which is a miracle in and of itself that somebody would give me that address. Um, and then I bring him to breakfast. And then we at breakfast. It was awkward, dude. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty awkward, quiet. I just kept trying to French up small talk or something, you know, just get him talking. Yeah. But then eventually he had said something. He, or He was asking some questions about, like, where I'm living or something. And then he kind of, he just came on and said, can I see your place? Like, can I see where you live? And I said, yeah, yeah, dude, we'll go there right after this. So I bring him to my house and uh, and I'm like, man, sitting there for an hour, bro, and it was like, just blah, blah, blah. We, he was really starting to become a chatterbox then. And it, then, uh, it just dawned on me, like, oh, fuck, yeah, I got this thing right here, right here. And I, you know, he was probably like, what the hell? Because I was, like, thinking out loud, and I got all excited. And I jumped up, and I was like, oh, I got to show you something. Right. I'm like, I got to give you something. And I pulled that thing off the wall, dude, and I took that letter out, and I folded it up, and I put it in an envelope, which was already in there as well with the letter. Like, you know, I had it all ready to go, yes the opportunity ever presented itself. And like, what does eight step say? It's became willing to make these amends, right?
0: That's right. Well,
1: and my sponsor told me something, that those are the kinds of amends that maybe you'll never get that chance. But you want to be ready if you do. You want, it's, it's not about, will I get to, you know, try to make an amend to my kids? It's about if they come looking for me, what are they going to find? Are they going to find fucked up Jason? Or are they going to find like Jason who is you know doing all this positive stuff and like helping people and you know whatever is in a healthy place mentally and emotionally. So I give him that. And I asked them, please don't read it right now dude. I was like but this means a lot to me and I'll tell you kind of why. And I just told him that it's part of my recovery program that I that I that I need to give you this, and I said, please show your sister,
0: you know, because I haven't talked to
1: her. I still haven't. I still haven't
0: talked to her. <sighs> and that's uh, that's really instructive for a couple of different reasons. Now, and we're gonna have an on-air uh, production meeting. Uh, your audio is kind of coming in and out, so. Um, you may or may not be able to do anything about it, and if you can 't that 's fine we will uh We will soldier through regardless, but the your audio's coming in and out a little bit um, so um, anything you can do to uh to address that that would be great and um you know while you 're doing that, I can uh, 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 share a little bit about uh my ninth step experience. Um, which, uh, you know, it's funny your sponsor, Jason said that, um, you know, let's, let's start with some easy ones, you know, let's get some low hanging fruit here and, you know, get an idea of what this process looks like. I had, you know, coded my eight step list with, you know, now, later and way later. Cause I wasn't allowed to do never. And uh uh my brother, who had a who i had a very significant resentment against for a very long time um i said way later with him i really meant never i really did i really meant i don't want to do it um and he and my sponsor looks at me and he's like that's the one you got to do first man that's the one you got to do uh because it's taking so much energy right there's so much wrapped up into that that you know um you gotta get this one done first and it's gonna the rest of them are gonna be you know pretty easy you know and um and so i i did i took his advice you know and i um uh, I uh, texted him and asked him if uh, he was willing to, you know, grab lunch. And I half expected him to say no. Uh, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but he said yes. Um, and I'm not sure why he did or why he didn't just blow me off or why he didn't just not respond, you know, because that those would have been, you know... Um, Respond that would have been um, understandable based on, um, you know, our, our relationship, thus, that to that point, those that behavior would have been totally understandable. He didn't, he said yes. Uh, so, um, we had we met at lunch, and like you, I had a game plan lined out. Uh, with uh, this amend, which was very simple. I wasn't going to go into detail about everything that I had done wrong because it wasn't the point. Uh, I was going to own the fact that I had um, behaved in ways that hurt him, uh, that, uh, that I, uh, that I um, acted in a variety of ways selfishly, and um and that uh i and i had to own it and i did and i owned my behavior and i owned how that behavior hurt him and then that's i hard right and that's, that's, hard, that's yeah. hard and that's why
1: i got five letters in my <laughs> got shot down right
0: right because it was strictly about my behavior and strictly about owning that and strictly about it owning the fact that I know that it hurt him and uh, and then I didn't say I'm sorry once I just said you know um, and then I told him what I'm doing today to change my behavior and the work I'm doing in order to be a different person today and what I'm doing to show up differently and treat people differently than I did um, when I was drinking and using and that if there was anything that I could do to make it right, that I'd be willing to do that. And that was an open invitation that he didn't have to let me know that on the spot that if at any time something came to him that, that, you know, that I can do to make it right, I'd be willing to do that. Right. And, and then I just stopped talking. And I kind of expected him to be like, well, you know, um, yeah, you know, just, you know, validate that I was a shithead, you know? Um, but he just, um, he got kind of emotional, which isn't normal for him. And he said, you know, um, I haven't been perfect either. And I'm working on stuff too. And I'm working on being a better person too. And I almost fell out of a chair, man. Um, I have never in my life in 41 years on, well, to that point, it was like 37 years, right? Uh, On that, uh, on this planet, had my brother said anything like that? Anything ever, ever even hinted at owning anything on his side. So it was like this, like, what? Um, And, you know, the, the amend went really, really well. Like um, it really did do what it was supposed to do. Are we best of friends today? No, we're not. Um, uh, do we hang out all the time? No, we do not. Are holidays wildly less awkward? Yes, yes, they are. You know what I mean. And and so and so it 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 really did. Yeah,
1: you know, you didn't expect him 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 to respond in that way, and you didn't expect to. You know, come to a place where you could relate with one another, dude. Like that's beautiful you know to hear your story it's like i got a little emotional because i'm like man this is what it's about you know like making peace with ourselves only comes through making peace with others right like we need to do that we can't continue to pretend that we didn't do harm or or you know we can't we can't continue to pretend that we can like hate somebody forever because they harmed us either you know like we need to be free so that's awesome dude i love that story yeah and,
0: and it's a really destructive story and it's interesting because um the big book literally calls this situation out and um it's really quite amazing so uh, this is on page 77. Okay? Under no condition do we criticize such a person or argue. We simply tell them we will never get over drinking until we have done our utmost to straighten out the past. We are there to sweep off our side of the street, realizing that nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so. Never trying to tell him what he should do, his faults are not discussed. We stick to our own. If our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. In nine out of ten, the in, in nine cases out of ten, the unexpected happens. Sometimes the man we are calling upon admits his own fault. So feuds of years standing melt away in an hour. Mm-hmm. rarely do we fail to make satisfactory progress our former enemies sometimes praise what we are doing and wish us well that is what happened to me literally this thing in the big book actually happened to me in real life and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's is fucking amazing yeah, I do, yeah and it's not going to happen on everyone but it, it those if we are like you said, showing up in authentic, honest, humble way, sticking to only our side of the street, and then asking what we can do to make it right—it's amazing what will transpire.
1: Well, it's funny too because you know, after after my son, um, I bring him home. I wanted to get back to that because it, it's—I feel also instructive. Like I, I dropped him off at his grandparents house and they came outside to see me and they told me that they loved me and they told me that they've been praying for me all these years. Oh, wow. And we cried, dude. And I told them, I thought you always hated me. I thought you didn't want me in their life. I thought that you guys um, like took control of the situation and weren't letting Andrea contact me and all this and that, you know, and, and they're like, they're like, no, we've always prayed that you would come back around. We knew one day you would, we knew one day you would find yourself. That is so cool. And I couldn't fucking believe it. I was just like, I mean, we must've stood out there for a half an hour and talked and, and it was like everything I ever told myself was just so wrong. And, you know, as it was with them, and and it has been with so many of my amends, dude, that there came a point in the conversation some of those times where we would get just on that right tip, that, that, that right depth, where I would get super emotional and start feeling kind of like shameful, like... And I would start expressing that and invariably, bro, every time I do that with anybody who I feel I owe an apology or, you know, whatever, it's like, they always, always like cut me off and tell me that I was, you know, they, they like try to comfort me, dude. And I'm like, and then I'm even like more sitting there feeling like I don't deserve this comforting, but you know, I think that that, that's part of that self-love, right? And that, that takes time to, for us to really forgive ourselves. And, you know, for us to be able to, um, walk away from the shame takes time. So in the beginning, you know, you're making these men's, you're you might feel some of that, but you know what? It does get better if you keep doing each next right thing in front of you. If you stay connected with with your community and with your supports, it's it's great. Like, and that's that is that part of the promises that you read that says God is truly doing for us what we can never do for ourselves. That is the part for me. Is the shame that and and the learning to love myself and and feel whole to really feel whole is, is a thing that God's doing. I'm, I mean, I'm doing these actions, you know, and I'm, and it's getting a little bit easier, right. To be uncomfortable, but it's not, it's not um, me. It's cause I, the old me wouldn't have ever fucking did any of these things. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have the balls to do anything except for tell myself lies and, and drown my feelings in drugs and alcohol women and money and whatever. So anyway, so I'd I'm going
0: like to I'm going to share a uh <laughs> one more amend uh example from my own ninth step uh because I I think the way it transpired was also very instructive that was to um my third ex-wife. Uh yeah. And,
1: and- three wives I guess
0: I didn't re- I guess I didn't know that. I had three. Is my mic better? It's way better. Yep. I fixed it. Yep. Way better. Yep. So we have my third. Yes, I've been divorced three times. And uh, now the second was a rebound marriage. So, you know, I mean, I always tell people that uh, I I try to tell people that doesn't count, but nobody's ever given me a pass on it. So I still have to count it Um, uh, as uh, (laughs) a. As, a, as an actual bear, so yes, it's three, and this I had a tremendous resentment against her because I felt like she abandoned me, abandoned me at mm-hmm. my most vulnerable, and in a time of desperate need when I was at rock bottom, and um, just um, just at the very 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 beginning of uh, my sobriety, and so come to the night and step, you know I really struggled with it because I felt like you know I mean she she kicked me out of the house, gave me two weeks to you know pack my stuff and my kids up and leave and I really you know I just had a lot of resentment, and a lot of Um, uh, bitter feelings toward her for the way she, uh, the way I viewed her action toward me and the way she treated me. Understandable, yeah, for sure. And so it was very difficult to you know own my own peace. And so I had to do a lot of praying, and I had to do a lot of meeting with my sponsor, and we had to do a lot of work around that so that I could stay centered on my peace and not on hers. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and so uh, I go, and I think I'm ready. You know, I've done a lot of praying, and you know, the resentment really has. Uh, all but vanished and uh, I feel like I'm in a good place to be able to own my own piece not you know stray from that and you know own how it affected her and you know ask if there's anything I could do to make it right so I reach out and say hey look as a part of my program of recovery one of the things that um, uh, uh, I need to do is uh, you know, make amends to the people I hurt, and if you'd be willing, I'd uh, um, uh, I'd like to make a a formal amend. And um, she agreed, and we met for coffee, and um, and we hadn't seen each other probably in almost a year at that point, and. I just you know kind of cut to the chase on it, and again, kind of recapped. Like, look, I'm you know uh, been sober for this long, and I've been really working hard on my recovery and doing a lot of really important work. And uh, this is a part of my recovery process. So thank you for coming. And um, and I stuck to my peace. I owned it, you know, and owned how selfish I was, and um, how self centered I was, and the ways that I treated her that caused her, uh, emotional and other harm and the way I treated her kids. Uh, and, and again, didn't get into gory details, uh, on it. I, you know, uh, incidentally after my, um, surrender moment to the counselor at, in treatment and when we were still married, I immediately come home and, you know, uh, unburdened myself of all the crappy things I did um, that she didn't know about, um, uh, which is not the time to do it. Um, so <laughs> um, <it's>, uh, <laughs> it probably probably didn't help my chances of wanting to stay married at that at that point. Um,
1: Hell and, no, oh
0: dude, no. It was awful. oh, dude, it was awful. <laughs> it was all the things that she didn't know that I did, you know, and she was just like fucking horrified, you know. Oh, um, God not cool anyway so we uh-huh. i i i didn't go into details i just owned my behavior how it affected her and asked her if there was anything that i could do it right but i had mentioned while i was doing that that i you know in getting ready for the amend that i had to pray a lot to get rid of a resentment anyway we get done and she's like well thank you um i don't really think i have anything to own up to so um, but I do, but I appreciate you, uh, um, you, you owning your piece. And then Jason literally almost bit my tongue off when she said that, right. You know, like, are you, are you, are you serious? You know, um, right. and, and, and I, it, it took every bit of my self discipline not to, you know, com- completely fly off the handle and go you know new resentment new resentment oh my god dude oh my god oh my god you have you literally have nothing nothing really nothing you can't you can't think of anything uh, and i got out into the car after we got <laughs> and i called my sponsor and i freaked out on him you know i'm like And she said she didn't have a fucking thing to apologize for. Can you believe that? (laughs) Uh, And he's laughing like you are, right? Uh, He's like, that's that's good stuff. He's like, that's not the point, man. Uh, The point is that you owned your piece. You cleaned your side of the street. You should be proud of that. I'm proud of you for doing it. And you're done you get to walk clean she you know whenever. well
1: except now you have to forgive her you know
0: i had had to pray again dude it was a whole new resentment so i kept praying i kept praying i kept praying and 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 it's funny for weeks i was like that bitch you know but it is
1: beautiful man that we can we can let it go
0: totally and i did let any of this
1: shit go it's
0: funny so i finally let it go and like month, like a couple months later, and she reaches back out, like mm-hmm. out of the blue. And she's like, you know, something stuck with me when we, you know, mm-hmm. when you made that amend. She's like, you said you had to pray to get rid of a resentment before you could make the amend. And it got me thinking that, you know, I wasn't perfect either. And she went into this whole thing about, you know, some of the things that she wasn't proud of. Right. Um, in the relationship. I was not expecting that.
1: And bro, isn't it weird how the second we finally really have let it go, like we've, we finally crossed that turning point where it's no longer eating at us anymore. We're finally like feeling free of it. That's when, that's when it comes. Absolutely. Dude. And that's like been my experience through this whole journey, bro. is like, things just come as soon as I'm like ready to like, let go of an expectation or something you
0: know <laughs> totally. totally. yeah, it's just it's just brilliant just absolutely brilliant it so the, the reality <laughs> is that as long as we're sticking to our part we're sticking to the our side of the street uh, owning our behavior owning how it affected that other person and then asking what we can do to make it right the rest of it's really going to take care of itself and we don't have to concern ourselves with the rest of it we get to man, let that
1: go man. Yeah. That is such great advice. And unfortunately, people always go, it's just like promises. People go, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> you know? Like, how, how can you tell me that? But I swear to God, Charles is not giving you a line of bullshit here. Nope. It's, it's true.
0: No, nope. that's I mean, a, it's fucking that's a, weird. Yeah, that's a spiritual truth right there. Organic. It's
1: like everything just happens the way it was supposed to happen. And probably the way that it you know, it needed to happen. You know, it's hard to see our struggles and, and that rough road that led us here um, all that pain and and strife and all that shit, like as a purpose, but it does, it has one, you know, I think that, um, you know, there's times in our lives when these experiences are going to be the exact well that we're going to be drawing from uh, in certain situations. And they made us be exactly what someone else is going to need. And you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. that's,
1: That's huge. And when you can finally look at your past as a gift and feel free of it all, um, by doing this, by doing these amends and, and doing the deep inner work, it's, it's so amazing. The quality of life that you achieve and, and can continue to achieve, you know, I mean, it gets messy sometimes, right, bro, but we we know what to do, we know how to get, you know, as my sponsor says, sometimes we got to get back to basics, maybe I up my meeting intake, maybe I, you know, do whatever, but it's like all these things work together, and we can't, you know, just be in the service, and that's it, and expect it to keep us clean, we can't just be in the one aspect of recovery. We need all the different facets of recovery for a holistic um, healing. And, you know, it's just awesome. This program saved my ass.
0: Step nine really provides a tremendous freedom hmm. if we work it uh, to the best of our uh, given ability. That being said, there is a caveat in this step. And that caveat reads, except when to do so, would injure them or others. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. What does that mean? Are there there instances where if we made an amend, if we did make a direct amend, that it would cause even more harm uh, and injure even further? And I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. Yeah, sometimes for sure. the person's in a place, and you know they're in this place where they're nowhere near ready to hear from your ass. Right, right. They don't want to see you. They don't want to hear from you because of whatever has been, uh, whatever, whatever the history or whatever the relationship is. Right, because the damage right. is severe enough that just. Making contact would stir up more, uh, 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 all of that old stuff again,
1: right? And I we think don't, you guys we don't can get to see... make that
0: amend and unburden ourselves, then, right? Because right. this amend process, even though we benefit from it, we do not get to do it in a selfish way,
1: no. And we don't need to really make them, is the thing, you know, like the the process of the first eight steps changes you and it's that change that makes these amends even possible you know what i mean like so to look at this um caveat at the end of the step um just look at it like this it's basically saying that you know you can still deal with this shit on your end you know you just might
0: absolutely you just might not want to do it them yeah if you've hurt somebody and they don't know you've hurt them (laughs) <laughs> like yeah you don't go and tell them right y- you don't get to just unburden yourself right you don't get to do- well you just touched on that
1: too in your story
0: about like you told her everything everything you ever that she didn't know about <laughs> it was not ideal not, dude, not no ideal. I did that
1: to my um <laughs> my second wife you know <laughs> why it's mom and it, oh dude not that good. was but it was funny because I think it was weird because I didn't know anything about this recovery stuff, really. Very little. Um, I had this guy who I had – he was my quote air quotes sponsor twice before, you know, but I never used him, and I didn't understand any of this shit. It all was gibberish to me. But I think something clicked in me that that day, you know, when I – had that meth and do psychosis and I called my job and I told him what I've been up to. And then I felt such a great benefit from that. I fucking called her like a couple hours like that same afternoon, I think. And I, I think I talked for 40 minutes straight, dude. My ear was sweating and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And then, and then when I finally shut up, it, it was pretty apparent pretty freaking quick that i literally just scared the living shit out of (laughs) me a hundred times worse than she you know and that was when I was like not able to see my son for the next nine months but you know what uh yeah it was a stumble it was a mistake but at the same time I'm, I'm happy to say that you know our relationship is much more improved and and now you know it just took time i had to be willing to continue to show up even though it was hard as fuck and yeah that that phone call made it 10 times worse maybe worse you <laughs> I know, know, I, it
0: was just like I, I, the, the the look of horror as i you know in granular detail uh, um, uh, listed all of the things she didn't know about was uh, um, and and you know and I didn't stop like I mean read a room you know fuck but no I didn't, but I didn't stop so anyway um, Dude, I gotta
1: write that down in my journal granular
0: detail I love that I love it Granular detail, brother. I love uh, that shit.
1: Talk oh. about abrasive, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
0: All right, man. <laughs> we That's got awesome. some. We got some feedback from uh, the sober and serious community coming right at us. Let us hear it. Time now to hear what the Sober and Serious community says about this week's topic. Every week, we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day on Sober and Serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength, and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys.
1: I think I know that guy. <laughs>
0: So the question I asked was step nine asks us to make direct amends to the folks on our A-step. How did you decide how and when to make them? And again, we use initials to protect the innocent ML says, read the big book. It's in there. And he's right. <laughs> MK says, still trying to run the show. How's that worked for you so far? <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Yep. Never works well when I try to run the show. I tell you that. And, I, and you know, I tried it. I, I take it back every now and again. There's no doubt about it. Yep. KL. I made a list of the ones I would do immediately. Ones I would do when the opportunity came And ones when hell freezes over. (laughs) (laughs) I made my first one and be damned. My second one was the hell freezes over list. All it takes is the willingness to start and God takes over. When your side of the street becomes clean, it's a treasure you will never want to give up. Just do it. Love it, KL. The oh, that's so well said. So well yeah. said. Well done. MH says, when doing your four-step, like LM said, read that big book. <laughs> TR, our, our resident recovery ninja, yeah. says, some were prioritized by discussion with my sponsor. Many were not scheduled as my higher power would simply plant them on the sidewalk within inches of me. Mm -hmm. A few were elusive due to my having lived in numerous different countries and for decades before sobering up. I had to practice patience and diligent research. Yeah. Very good. M.W. will end on this one.
1: Well, I feel like...
0: Well, hold on a second.
1: I feel like T.R.'s comment is instructive too because... Everybody's experience is different, right? And like talking about living in different, many different countries. And I just feel like it speaks to that lifelong process aspect of this step that we don't need to do it all at once, nor are we supposed to. And even if you thought you could, haha, <laughs> good luck.
0: Yeah, because you're not going to, you're not, I you mean, rare indeed is the. Yeah individual that's going to be able to you know within you know 60 days check every single individual on their a step list off you're just not going to do it
1: no some are elusive some like or whatever. 100 you know.
0: percent. some you're not going to be able to track down some you're not going to be able to do just because you know it would cause injury some are going to be what we call living amends
2: right.
0: uh, where you know that amend has to be demonstrated day in and day out by how you show up in those people's lives. My children are that way. Uh, Those are living amends that, you know, I make amends to them by being, uh, by showing up in a different way day in and day out.
1: And then, and then on the other side of the coin, if, if we fall off, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the further I get into this thing, right. The more responsibility I have now. Um, because people know, you know, and people are happy that I'm well now, you know? And like, if I, if I go and flip it again, it's going to hurt them that much worse. It's going to hurt them a lot worse. No doubt. And, and, and look at that. And, you know, the way that TR worded the end of her comment was like, cool. Cause it just spoke to like that, that commitment to oneself to keep walking this path, you know? And, you know, diligent research and always learning, man. Like it's a lifelong thing. And, and if you can look at it that way, like this is a lifestyle and not a, you know, one and done. It's
0: not an event. Right. MW says lots of discussion with my sponsor and God. Amen. Yep. Continual.
1: (laughs) Cause I always got new resentments I need to talk about <laughs> figure about out what it, to no do about, about it.
0: You. Yep, adding them back in. That... Or I make mistakes and then I'm
1: like, oh shit. And then I'll bring it up and be like, I need to make an amend, huh? And I'd be like, yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> so and you know, about? making amends may seem like a bitter pill to swallow, but for those serious about recovery, it can be good medicine for the spirit and the soul.
1: Oh, it is every time big or small. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it.
0: One of the things I think about when it comes to step nine is, you know, the simple, but not easy. Right. Um, it's a simple process, but it's definitely not easy. Right. Step nine is, you know, another one of the 12 steps. Uh, it appears to be the most difficult at first blush, right. but the rewards of putting this principle into practice is really immense. The spiritual principle involved is that of forgiveness. Right. You know, not only from others, but um, uh, forgiveness of ourselves.
1: Well, I look at it like if you've made it to this point, you obviously got some grit and, and determination because by the time you make it to the ninth step, the shit actually ends up being pretty easy because you worked hard to get here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you worked real hard to get here.
0: No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. And- I mean,
1: you're still going to have fear. We talked about that earlier. But then when you actually face the that music, it's ends up going really good. And you're like,
0: oh, wow. You know, like- dude!" I, I cannot describe the feeling of freedom that I received when I was able to, you know... Complete, really, the lion's share of my amends. And I got all the big ones, right? And so I felt really good about that. And there's still ones that need to be made. And when those opportunities present themselves, I'm ready to make them. But to get through the big ones, the ones that were really drawing a lot of spiritual energy, the daunting. Oh, dude, it was a tremendous. It was a tremendous feeling of freedom.
1: Oh yeah. This is no joke, people. This is like the bee's knees. It's the cat's pajamas. Dude, we (laughs) got a call. Yes.
0: Hello? It's time once again to take some calls from The Way Out podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference, so we here at The Way Out podcast extend a heartfelt thank you for your contribution. So let's bring on the calls hi there
2: hello hello, hi.
1: hello? Hola. um hello
0: Hola.
1: <laughs> the first guy i just noticed kind of sounds like me like but far away me <laughs> far away jason yes the very first one yeah it was weird
2: hi my name is david b i'm an alcoholic i was calling in response to your post regarding step nine hey david um and i left uh something with jason on the website or facebook and he suggested i call uh, leave a voicemail so anyhow my story is that uh i sobered up in 2000 and um, I was working with my sponsor on step 9 and I had this girl that I had been impregnated 7 years earlier and she had a son of mine that I had never met and so when I sobered up in 2000 we were working with step 9 around September of that year and he said well it's time to start working this step and going and making amends with this woman the years. and I, I said no she won't have nothing to do with me and he says, well you gotta try so we, you know, we found out where she lived, and he gave me a ride to her house. I went to the door, knocked on the door. She answered the door, said, what do you want? And I tried to tell her what I was doing there. I was working step nine. I was an alcoholic Anonymous, and all that stuff. And she basically slammed the door in my face and told me to get out of there or else she's calling the police because I physically assaulted her uh, prior to the pregnancy or right after the pregnancy because I told her, get an abortion or else and she refused and so then I physically assaulted her. Uh, she took me to court. I had a girl, a friend of mine, lie for me on the stand and say that she was the one that beat up this woman, not me, and got me off, period. But But uh, that's the truth. Anyhow, uh, so now this is seven years later. The kid is seven years old. I've never met him. And uh, I went back to my sponsor's car and he said, what happened? I said she slammed the door in my face and told to get out of here, she was calling the police. He said, well, you got to start treating her like a human being and like the mother of your child. And I said, what does that mean? He said, you need to send her Mother's Day cards, birthday cards, Christmas cards, maybe even a Valentine's Day card, and treat her and continue to just be as loving and as kind and patient as you possibly can. And uh, I said, she doesn't want to talk to me. She won't listen to me. And he said, well, would you want to talk to you if you were her? And I said, no. So he said, You've got to start treating her like a human being. So I did that for the next year and a half. And finally, after about 18 months of treating her like a person and asking her to see my son, she finally consented. uh, She wanted to um, meet my then-current wife before she consented. And the three of us met in a restaurant with David. That's my son's name. And um, she said I could visit him for uh, a day. And then uh, it went from a day to a night. And from a night to a weekend, and we started doing things like camping and fishing and uh, just hanging out with fathers and sons to do. And um, it was the beginning of reunification with my loved ones.
0: And he cuts off there, but I think we got the uh, the – that is powerful, man. Yeah. That is powerful. I mean, that woman – Wanted dang nothing to do with him, Mm -mm. right? And, um, and what tremendous advice, uh, from his sponsor, you know, treat her like a human being, right? And you know, to go back to TR's comment about patience and, uh, you know, that commitment piece right to really embody the spiritual principles that were that that we've learned right and 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 um treat other people with those principles in hand uh that's really right. that's that's phenomenal
1: man i i just want to say i'm so proud of you brother i know um that's not easy to do that and to make those gestures over and over with literally no feedback whatsoever um, as far as like responses or anything but just like establishing consistency in those behaviors that's hard man and but look at you dude that's beautiful man that's so beautiful thank you for sharing part of your experience with us man
0: That was really cool, man. Thank you so much for calling in because uh, Mm. uh, the Met... uh, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Got uh, me misty. I'm I'm kind of speechless because I think it's just such a powerful story. Uh, uh, Brother, an amazing podcast. Thank you so much for uh, uh, being a part of it. Uh, Episode 155. If you are delaying on step nine for any reason, I urge you to... Make haste and begin to make those amends with that caveat in mind, except when to do so would injure them or others. Okay? And uh you will experience a new freedom and a new happiness. Yes. Be good, everybody, in Way Out Podcast Land. We will talk to you <laughs> next time. Peace, guys. Thank you for being a part of the way out. We appreciate your ears. We're sharing powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics every week. So keep listening up. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. There you can subscribe to the Way Out podcast on all of the major podcast aggregators, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Tune in, Podbean, Overcast, and more. Or simply drop your hosts a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time, and remember if you don't change, your sobriety date will.